Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Coach Red, where we bring you all the news, takes, and opinions about your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh, from the good to the bad to the Mariners. The Mariners, baby. Why don't we talk about said Mariners? And to do so, why don't we go to the former player, former coach, former player coach, maybe at sometimes it's me, your boy, coach red. You can find me on Twitter at the real coach red on Instagram at the real underscore coach red, follow the podcast page as well. Twitter, Insta at coach red paw and the crafty one, the South paw bringing him in for a Mariners episode. Of course, I am talking about Lefty France. It's me, Lefty France, bringing him in. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Lefty France, and on Instagram, at DFrance13. And, uh, yeah, follow all of us. Follow me and Coach Red and, and uh, the pod. Do so it all. Many, so many follows out there you guys can do. Just, you know, six. Just do it. Just do it. With the Mariners right now having a tough outing a little bit recently, they find themselves right in the thick of the wild card race still to this day. So what we want to look at, Jerry DePoto at the trade line decides to go get Tyler Anderson to fill in one of those starting spots. Ships out Rafael Montero, J.P. Charcois, Kendall Graveman, Insert Diego Castillo, Joe Smith, Abraham Toro. A lot of guys were asking for a big push, but I think with where this team's at, making those big push because with the Mariners, the top of their farm system is pretty loaded. So you don't want to give up any of those guys for where they're at in this rebuild process. So what we want to target right now is what they should do in this upcoming off season. So Right now, for the Mariners, you don't have a ton of guys who are coming up on their contracts. You got James Baxton, who hasn't thrown. You've got Yusei Kikuchi, highly incentivized uh, option if the team picks it up, which we will touch on a little bit later in the show. And Kyle Seeger. And there we go. We just talked about all the pending free agents for <laughs> your Seattle Mariners that play any significant amount of time. So, with that, we're going to go to some areas in this squad. First, we'll touch on the outfield. Me and Lefty, I think, can both agree. I don't think this is an area that Jerry needs to address this coming offseason. No. It, the only thing that, I young say that he does is extend Mitch Hanniger. Hanniger, yes, 100%. Uh, just a lot of depth in the outfield, a lot of – young guys uh kyle lewis hurt like gotta keep him around coming He's back this year a great player yeah um kelnick coming in getting ab's this year and doing well i mean for coming around yeah he is coming around and i think 
yeah, they he should not Jerry should not focus on outfield. Well, because you got you got Hanniger as well. You throw in the versatility of Dylan Morsh at long that can play out there. Yep. You've got Jake Fraley who's playing his best ball. And you got this guy that got the first hit in the Olympics from baseball coming back. He's a young stud with a lot of swagger, and he's not too far away. And his name is Julio Rodriguez. So I don't think you bring in a big-name outfield free agent to block any of these guys. I think Fraley slots in as a really good outfield number four option. Kelnick's going to get every chance to get as much play as possible. Mitch Haniger needs to stay on the field. And Kyle Lewis is the reigning AL Rookie of the Year. Banged up this year. Should come back with a vengeance. I'm going to caveat it. If there's one guy I would love to see in this outfield, we talked about this earlier. It's, it's Charlie Blackman. The guy's yeah. at the top of the lineup on base machine can hit with power and older guy probably wouldn't have to go too long of a contract. So if you wanted to bump Fraley, I wouldn't be the most upset about that for a guy of Charlie Blackman's stature. True. But I think you're only looking for a one year deal out of him because Julio is going to be knocking on the door at some point and, yeah. He's going to play. Oh, yeah. He's going to play. And that boy's going to hit dingers. <laughs> so then we, we move our focus over to the infield. So your catching position right now, you got Cal Raleigh, Luis Torrens, Tom Murphy, all still under contract. You've got Ty France, Evan White, Dylan Moore, J.P. Crawford, all still under contract. One guy, uh, Abraham Toro as well. Yes. Kyle Seager's your only pending free agent. So, lefty, any infield prospects that stand out to you? Well, I said mine, and you laughed at me. I'm ready to laugh again. (laughs) I want Nolan Arenado. (laughs) I think there's going to be a lot of people that want Nolan Arenado. 100%. There are a lot of other guys out there. I mean, keeping Seager, too, is an option. Keep him around. Don't let the guy go. He's been with us for long enough. Yeah. I mean, if you keep Seager, you're basically rolling out the same infield that you have right now. If we want to mix it up a little bit and let Seager go, I think there's some intriguing options because I think that Abraham Toro has – earn a starting spot on the squad. So I think with this infield as a whole, there's two free agents that I kind of look at that give you different positions potentially, but could really add a lot of offense to this squad. First one I think is going to probably be the more realistic option. And that's going to be Marcus Simeon who terrorized us for years with the A's yeah kind of middle middled around a little bit but really last year had a big breakout year was an MVP candidate playing shortstop signs of one-year deal because the market was a little bit lax due to COVID and the money that was lost last year so signs of one-year deal with the Toronto Blue Jays and is putting up good numbers and has shifted to second base. So he gives you that position versatility 
with that, if you bring in a Simeon, I think that JP is your starting shortstop, Gold Glover. Simeon slots into second. Toro can slide over to his more natural position of third base. You get Evan White back and slots Ty France into more of that DH role and giving first, second, third a breather. And when you want to give JP a breather, it really helps to have a Marcus Simeon that you can slot over at shortstop. Yeah, and I mean, you could also even look at like Chris Taylor bringing him back, some something like that, doing the same thing where Toro goes over to third, JP moves over to second, and run it that way. And I mean, I feel like Chris Taylor could easily play at second as well, but I like him at short. I would prefer him at short, but yeah, I think I really like Simeon could be an actually really good good grab for us and with this scenario we're we're looking at you know kyle seager not being around but we've had a seager on this team for 10 years maybe we want to go get a different seager a younger seager go after Corey seager probably bumping jp over to second base who could still play well but Corey Seager would slot into a middle lineup type of guy for you and give you that big name, highly touted prospect that the Mariners really haven't had in quite some time, that blue chip guy. I mean, JP at times has been that. Kelnick's a guy that has shot up the boards. You're looking at Julio. You're looking at Novelli Marte that's not too far away. Dude shooting up boards as well. But I wonder what Corey Seager is going to be looking for. He's had some injury concerns. I don't know if he's looking for a one or two year prove it deal. If that's the case, the Mariners should come a calling to his agent because that's the type of guy you want to do stop gap. Cause I think you want to keep JP on this squad and Novelli Marte has just been blazing up. The guy started the year as like the 99th overall prospect. We're sitting in August now, and he is now at prospect number 10. Yeah. 10. The Mariners have three in the top 10 and four in the top 15. So with this, we're not trying to hamstring a lot of our younger players, but kind of augmenting this and putting in a few more veteran pieces or more established pieces in this infield because – I don't think you toy with him too much when you've got Evan White healthy. He started to come around a little bit more at the bat this year than basically going to be out the year with the hip flexor injury. Ty France, your best hitter. JP's your second best hitter. Toro has come on strong since coming over on the squad. I don't think there's a lot of augmentation that needs to happen here either, but with the impending free agency of Kyle Seager, it opens up the door for inserting a guy into this lineup, whether you want to keep Seager around or go after a more sexy name out there gives you that option. Yep. Now I'm going to say let's roll to probably our biggest question mark going in to next off season. We, we touched on you say Kikuchi earlier. We're at an impasse where, there's a team option. If they pick it up, he's locked in for three more years. Makes an all-star team. But for me, he's been a little inconsistent to have the dollars tied to him that they would have throughout the rest of this deal. He'll be 31 years old next year. And 
he's had a half of a good year, uh, a consistent year. So I don't think that you pick that up. So with us right now, the guys that I think we're really counting on are Chris Flexen, Marco Gonzalez, and Logan Gilbert. Yep. With Dunn and Justice both being on the shelf off and on this year, it's been tough to really gauge their progression. You've seen splashes with both. There's times where Justice Sheffield looks like a world beater and sometimes where he's not getting out of the first or second inning. Justin Dunn can't control his walks, but he has one of the highest whiff rates in all of the MLB when he was healthy. So you've got intriguing pieces there, but is Flexen a number one? Is Marco a number one? Is Logan Gilbert a number one? That's the big question. Yeah, that is a big question. And I don't think that if you asked anyone outside of the city of Seattle, they would probably say, who's Chris Flexen? Marco Gonzalez is all right. Who's Logan Gilbert? Yeah, I agree. So who are some guys that you would look at? Because the Mariners have younger guys not paying a whole lot of money out right now after they extend Mitch Hanniger, please. Should, yes. should tie up some more some more capital there. But who are some big front-of-the-line starting pitchers? Give me one or two guys that you would go after to really help bring this starting rotation up a notch. Well, we talked about it earlier. I think Marcus Stroman would be an awesome – He's a guy you wanted them to go after. I did trade want him. Line. Yes, I wanted him. Now he's a free agent. Go after him. I feel like he's been kind of in the back, the in the back behind DeGrom and Taiwan Walker this year, which both they're both all great pitchers. And I think Strowman's an amazing pitcher as well, but he's just been kind of shadowing those guys. And I think this could be a huge piece for him to go and be that number one, that ace for us. And he's just dope. He's cool. I think that he would, I think he would fit in fairly well with this squad. Yeah. He, he'd be a good one. And then I also think, um, who was it that I had? It was, Oh, the older man. I I kind of like Johnny Cueto. I he'd be fairly cheap. He's older. He's not that ace. He's not an ace, that's for sure. Um, but still a great pitcher, just to give the rotation more depth. And he's a veteran, been around for a while, knows knows what what to do and. Pitched in big games, too. Yeah, exactly. So that, that could also be a potential one. But I, I like Strowman. Go for that. Told you to do it at the trade deadline. Didn't listen to me. Listen to me now. Grab him as a free agent. I like it. One guy I want to go after. This guy is kind of a curse. I wouldn't say it's a curse, but. He was the ace of a staff of a team that had never been to the World Series. Why not take another team to the World Series? 
He's older now. It's Max Scherzer. He's going to be expensive. I like He's it. 37, but the dude is still a bona fide ace. You yeah. insert him on this squad, and that puts your top four sitting at Scherzer, Flex, Marco, and Logan Gilbert. I like our chances with, with Scherzer coming on this team. Yep. He's an older guy. You're not going to have to commit long-term to him. You have George Kirby and Emerson Hancock coming up in the wings, so you're not going to have to have a longer-term deal with him. He might be down for a two- or three-year deal. So this is a guy that you could spend some big-time bucks and make a splash and show that you are ready to compete. Another guy that doesn't I like your Stroman pick. I think that he would slot in very well to the top of this rotation. But another guy that I think would fit in with the mold of Flex and Marco and Gilbert is Lance McCullers, who hmm. has been often overshadowed <clears throat> with Houston, but has always been a pretty good piece. And I love addition by subtraction, adding to our squad and taking away from Houston. I think that that could help us out tremendously. Let them hit his, you know, 60% curveball rate that he chucks up there. Yeah. (laughs) Have fun. Have fun with that. And one guy that I want to throw out there, currently a Mariner right now, pitched a grand total of 24 pitches, but I think the guy loves the area. When healthy, he has shown that he can be a very dominant pitcher, and that's James Paxton. Bring him back on the cheap and – really have a fight out for a spot. And I think that going into this year, he looked great in spring training and then, you know, gets hampered with the arm injury. And now we're sitting here missing him. But I think that he is a guy that definitely fits in with this squad. I know that Poto service and the rest of the guys on this team have a great appreciation for him. And he would be a good low cost type of guy to bring in, especially with the injury history that he's had over the course of his career. Yes, sir. Yes, right, sir. I'm going to give you the biggest layup of this entire episode. Name one reliever that you would like the Mariners to sign this off season. Don't uh, screw it up. Um, Who was it? Oh, I can't. Can't remember. Was it Rafael Montero? Oh no, no, it was uh, Kendall Graveman. Yeah, I got that one. Uh, Bring him Kendall. back. Yes, Kendall, come back. We need you. I gave you a sales pitch, and then we just dump you. It's that was heartbreaking. Do you know that Kendall Graveman is only thirty-one years old? It's actually crazy, and. That's young. Multi-year. Yeah. Give him the multi-year. Apologize to him for what you did to him because the guy was devastated, as were a lot of Mariner fans. And the the least you guys could do is bring the gravedigger back where to his home and native, just where he belongs. Not as home and native, but no, it is. It is in my heart. I think that I think that he loves this squad and loves this team. And I think that if you bring Kendall Graven back, there might be a parade that's thrown in the streets, led by yes. his teammates, and a lot of fans. I think would show up. Bring Kendall Graven 
back would be a big time thing. One thing that we're not even touching on that I think everyone's forgot about. I even forgot about it. We signed Ken Giles last offseason, okay. knowing that he would not pitch this year. He's coming back. That's another high leverage arm. Another guy that got hit with the injury bug this year was a former competitor, but played at Everett CC, and that's Keone Kella. Has closed out games for the Rangers and has was picked up this last year by the Padres and is a good high leverage arm. And when he's right, he's tough. He's a tough cookie to go against. I mean, last year when Gallo was not on the trade block or two years ago, Coney Keller was the only guy when they were struggling that people were calling and asking for. And that says a lot about a reliever from Texas because the ballpark's typically easy to hit in and he, he's had success. So if he's healthy, he's a guy that I think that you could go after. But we've got two other wild cards here. Yes. Two wild cards. They could be starting pitchers or they could be relievers. Lefty, there's one guy I know you've been itching to get and for years and years and years. Who's that guy? I think that he's on Jerry Depoto's short list. Who's a guy that could fill in a reliever spot or possibly a starting spot? Joe? Is that who? No. Who was it? Chris? Why am I drawing a blank? Chris Archer? Oh, God, yeah. We literally just talked about this. Chris Archer, <laughs> yes, bring him in, bring him in. Um, the guy was a stud for the Rays. Um, he wasn't. Yeah. And hasn't and been for a little while. Which is why he could be cheap. Um, just give him, give him some redemption, you know? For me, he could go into the mold of like a John Smoltz former good starter that just turns into a nails reliever. I think that he's got the stuff. It's just that he seemed to get a case of the yips and it's not like he was playing in big market squads. He was playing for Tampa Bay. He was playing for Pittsburgh. So it's not like he was sitting there on squads that had a lot of pressure on him to be that stud starter again. He seems to have lost it a little bit, but Jerry loves reclamation projects. I mean, you look at Kendall Graveman is the prime example. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's a very Chris Flexen, another example of a guy who fizzled in major leagues, went and made his name over in the KBO, comes back to the States and does extremely well. Abraham Toro so far is a guy that most people have panned when the deal was made, but he comes out on fire. DePoto seems to find these guys that step up in clutch positions. Another guy that's no longer on the team, Austin Nola, that nets you, Taylor Trammell, Ty France, Luis Torrens, was a guy that had never played in the bigs, was a former shortstop, converts to catcher slash first base, and you end up getting a prospect bag for him. And the guys that are balling out weren't even the top prospects in the deal. So he's a guy that I think can go after those guys. Mitch Hanniger was often overlooked. 
maybe get Chris Archer when nobody's really talking about him anymore and put him in to this bullpen to resurrect his career. Yeah, I like that. What about like who I brought up earlier? Joe Kelly. Bring him in as a reliever. Plus, who I like. Joe Kelly hates the Astros. I Guess know what we do too. Yes. I think when you told when you were talking about Chris, I was eyeing Joe and could only picture him his sad face. Him doing the sad face to the Astros. Yeah, like that is just bring him, bring him in, let him just throw against the Astros all the exclusively. Time. Yes, being whoever he wants. I like that one. I like Joe Kelly. One other guy that we've kind of brought up in our talkings. Let's bring him, let's bring him back to Seattle. Bigger bodied guy. Former all-star for the Mariners, Michael Pineda. Michael Pineda. You know, let's let's look at him maybe being, you know, he's he's getting a little bit older now, but he was a one-two punch with him and Felix for years. It's kind of lost a little bit of the velo as a starter, but why don't we try and amp that up again with you know going one inning at a time? It worked extremely well for Kendall Graveman, former starter. So some of these guys like the Pinedas and the Archers being able to take the burden off their back of having to throw those extended inning type of games and really just focus on upping the fastball velocity. And Pineda's always had a devastating slider going with that high, high, high velocity fastball and that devastating slider. I mean, it gives you intriguing options. And here's the crazy thing, Lefty. Those are all the guys we're going to talk about. In years past, you would sit there and look at the Mariners going into the offseason and have a laundry list of players that you want to go after. And a lot of the guys that we're looking at are not necessarily necessarily your longest-term answers because here's a newsflash. The farm system is good. Yeah. Yes. Taylor Trammell. Can't even crack the lineup right now. We have we have even <laughs> talked about, it, and this is the guy that was an opening day outfielder for you. Crazy. <clears throat> There's so many good guys we've got, and that's yeah, exactly what you were saying. That's we don't need a whole lot, but a a couple big pieces could be a lock for some for something good, you know. And the good thing that you run into is Oakland's always been a pretty frugal team. And they're got some guys they're going to have to pay. Same thing with Houston is lost guys, right? They lose Springer Springer is a big piece off that team. So you're losing some guys there. You got McCullers up. Are they going to be able to re-sign him? I don't know. Granky, I believe, is – Free agent as well. well. Yeah. So you're looking at a couple of pieces there. I mean, give give the Angels all the money they want. They'll be about 500. And the Rangers, they're going to be a little bit away. So strike while the iron's hot. This was kind of the trajectory arc that DePoto was looking at where some of these other teams were going to be coming on the downturn. 
and the Mariners have set themselves up with not a ton of payroll and they've got bank behind it. So they've got money to spend and they can spend it. It's time to go. At the trade deadline, Jerry DePoto said that the Mariners were kind of in the same situation that the Blue Jays were in last year, a young squad with good pieces that it, when you realize it's time to hit your window, you go and hit it. Well, Jerry, this next offseason is the time to hit it. Hit yeah. it and hit it hard. Most we definitely. Want, we want to, it to be thigh high and just let it fly there, big dog. It's time no. to go. We're let ready. Fly. We're ready. We want to see it. Come on, Jerry. Jerry. That's gonna... Jerry. One more, Jerry. I don't need to hear another. Jerry. <laughs> Thought you froze for a sec. <laughs> no, I was waiting. I was waiting for. I was just waiting for one more Jerry to come in. But I feel like that's gonna about wrap it up for our uh, Mariners off-season target episode. As always. Find us on social media. You can find me on Twitter at the Real Coach Red, on Insta at the Real underscore Coach Red, the podcast page on Insta and Twitter at Coach Red Pod. And always you can find Lefty France out there as well. On Twitter at Lefty France and on Instagram at DFrance13. Give us a follow. Come on, people. Come on. Follow us all. Follow the pod. Do it. Sometimes, Lefty, you just get me. <laughs> We're just on the same page. We're on the same wavelength. Yes. Give it a follow because we are here for you guys talking about the teams and squads you want to talk about. And we're going to continue doing it three days a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We've got you covered. So, in the meantime, until we talk again, stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Oh, and stay safe out there. Dangerous world. Stay safe. <laughs> it's very dangerous. Peace.